got it. We'll wing it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, your eyes do not deceive you. You are looking at the one man right, and I'm not talking about the man named Dan because we kind of look alike. I'm talking about me, Zane Dawson, one half of the toughest, greatest tag team to ever walk the face of the earth, the Dawson brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here. Um, so Zane, yeah, let's uh, let's go into um, give us a uh, a hard road story there, bud. Like. Ooh, hard road story, man. I got yeah. a lot of those. Well, okay. I got one. Um, it ends up being funny, but it was, it was a rough day. Um, so, uh, <laughs> a lot of people do them nowadays are called like double shots or whatever like that, where you have two shows in one day. This day we had a triple shot. I don't know why. I don't know who booked it. I don't know any of that information. I just knew I was in the, the car and we needed to make two more towns than the one that we were originally booked for. So that in itself was stressful enough. Just, I mean, riding to, to two different shows in the same gear because, you know, it didn't make sense to change out of your stuff, you know, in the transit, just loosen the boots and tighten them when you get there. So um, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, are trained, I guess, the new way of doing the wrestling. And and they you have to go over certain things and, you know, and that's, neither here nor there you know i don't have an opinion on you know whether you call your stuff in the back or you can do it in the ring um luckily i was trained to um you know wrestle in the ring immediately if i need to um funny a funny story to add on me and dax actually um were given a spot on a show randomly we were just show we were just in the car we weren't booked for the show and somebody ended up canceling and they looked at us and said did you bring your gear and you know that's the rule number one in the wrestler's handbook you never forget your gear no matter what um so luckily we had our gear and we literally went out there and tore the house down and only had like three minutes of notice before we had to walk out because we had to be the first match um so kids always <laughs> always uh learn your craft and know how to do it well because you never know whenever you'll be given that opportunity uh but back to this story um so we went from one show uh it was at like a man we used to wrestle in some dumps uh uh it was <laughs> the parking lot of a clayton homes parking uh like the mobile home dealer i guess um and at this particular one, Ricky Morton was on this and he'll never remember this because, you know, he's Ricky Morton. Uh, but <laughs> he uh, he actually um, I'll give you some funny stories in the bad road story. How's that sound? Um, he actually <laughs> took a he used number two in the demo. That's where we were changing in the demo house where they would show the customers. Hey, this is what your, your Clayton home will look like. And, uh, you know, we're all there, a bunch of guys changing in this uh, house because we're out there wrestling. Ricky Morton takes a dump in the uh, demo house that has no water hookups at all uh, and decided to, you know, hey, don't nobody go in there. Uh, duh, Rick, Ricky, it's a, <laughs> there's no plumbing. Nobody's going in there and you shouldn't have either. Anyways, uh, so we left that one and had to go to, I can't remember where the second show was. But I knew going in, the third show was going to be one of those, hey, you got to get there and you're on, you know, because that the, the show doesn't stop for you. So, um, and mind you, I was wrestling somebody I never wrestled before. 
He was a luchador, like a le- like legitimate luchador from from Mexico. And I love the guy. His name's La Flecha from for all the old timers that know old school wrestling here in North Carolina. Um, and I was able to go out there and uh, um, wrestle this luchador for 15 minutes, literally walking out of the car to get to walking through the entrance. I got out of the vehicle, tightened my boots up and walked right out to my music because we made it immediately. But the pressure behind all that stuff, my goodness, I can't even I can't even put it into words, even though I just tried for, you know, no, I totally get that, man. Like, uh, yeah. So on that on that end, it's more or less the stress of trying to pull off three shows, making the time frames. Like, if you would have hit any kind of traffic, it could have just blew out the whole thing. Oh man, immediately. And I mean that that stuff happened numerous times where we'd have to, you know, call the promoter and hey, can you please push us back one? You know, because no, half the time we were riding with our group of guys and we always would be, you know, for the most part, we would end up wrestling each other or have to wrestle each other because it was a situation like that where we weren't going to make, we weren't going to make it by match time. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a a stressful uh, hobby, if you will. Yikes. I hear you, man. Yeah. That's wild. No, that that's, that's a good one, dude. I I do like that one because it's different than like, you know, like we were saying, like not making your plane or, or having to take a late plane and arriving just on time. I got tons of road stories, man. I got a, there's a, I'll tell you one crazy. If we're just doing stories, then I can just rifle off here. Um, yeah, man. Go for there it. Was, there oh, was yeah. one that maybe the footage uh, still is um, available, but I believe it might've melted in the back of a, um, you know, a vehicle from, uh, from this instance. So in St. Paul's, North Carolina, we were having a wrestling show with the guy who trained us. His name's Trey G. Uh, his, he goes by Tracy Gilbert, but he was the one that took a chance on a bunch of us and showed us the wrestling business the right way. And, uh, he really put it in, put us in position to learn the best. You know, he put us around people like Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, um, excuse me, Tracy Smothers, um, George South. I mean, I've known George South almost my entire 20 year career. Um, and man, was he terrifying. Like now he's, I love George. He's a sweetheart and you know, he'll, he'll give you the shirt off his back. But when we were coming up, man, he was the most feared guy around here. And it wasn't like he could beat you up. Cause I mean, let's be real. Like he can't beat me up. Uh, but uh, I love you, George, but he, he was mainly feared because you didn't want him to tell you he could, you couldn't work <laughs> or you couldn't wrestle. Like that was getting the acceptance of George was the biggest thing ever. So um, needless to say, we we're doing a show in St. Paul's and, uh, Tracy Smothers was on the card and I love Tracy Smothers. Anytime I can talk about Tracy Smothers, I love him a lot. So he was, uh, wrestling in the main event against an, a guy that we trained with. He no longer wrestles now, but his name was, uh, Dr. Love Daniel Messina, or he'll get mad if I don't say tainted love Daniel Messina, excuse me. Um, but they were having a, a match in the main event of this show. And uh, midway through this show, um, it was at an armory. So one of the commanding officers that run the armory came up, came into the back and came up to Trey G, the guy that trained us and said, hey, I just want you guys to know 
these guys uh, came through the front door and they, they said that they're going to rush your main event, like meaning rush the ring and like jump in the main event. So, you know, we're like, what, you know, these kids stupid. What is going on here? So we look out the curtain and see these five or six guys in white t-shirts with Sharpie marker written across their chest of like wrestling names, I guess. So we're like those guys. And they're like, yeah, they said that they, that you guys are their competition and you're running in their city and they want to, you know, they want to scout their competition. Now, mind you, we've already been hip to what wrestling is. So we're like, bruh, do you realize this is a, a show, man? Like, what are you talking about? Um, but they were dead set that they were going to try to rush the main event. Well, the main event is Tracy Smothers. I don't know if you guys are familiar that much with Tracy Smothers, but he's not the one to rush with, uh, I'll send you some links of Tracy Smothers to where you'd be like, oh my gosh. Anyways, um, so Trey G being the genius that he is, he switched the match to a lumberjack match, which you may know means that they surround the ring with wrestlers to keep the guys in the ring. But for this instant, it was to make sure that those guys didn't rush the match pretty much. Well, and I've all, anytime I tell this story, man, I give it to these guys. They they had some grapefruits on them. I'll tell you that much. So midway through this match, we're out there doing our thing. And mind you, the, the armory was packed with people. I mean, it was slam packed with people, at least 200, 300 people, right? So we're, you know, doing our job. Hey, punk, sit down, yada, yada, yada. Shut up, boy. You know, things like that. And I look across the um, armory and see one of them walking through the crowd, just dead stare, walking through the chairs, walking through the crowd towards the ring. So I, he gets closer. I'm like, yeah, punk, you better sit down. I'm going to knock you out. Bye, 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 bye. Like I used to talk to your uh, kids, Dan. Uh, so, and he didn't, he didn't sell it. He didn't look, he just looked at me crazy. Kept walking, kept walking, kept walking. I'm like, Hey man, you keep coming close. It ain't going in the way you want. I start getting more serious with them to let them know like, Hey, this isn't what you want to do. He didn't look at me. He just kept moving forward. He gets up to the guardrail and mind you, I come up close to him. Like, listen, dude, if you cross this guardrail, I'm gonna knock you into the second row. I'm just, it's just going to happen. And he looks at me and one leg goes over the rail and the other leg goes over the rail and he just stares at me. So I'm like, I <laughs> just, I mean, what are, what are you going to do? I can't, I can't show the entire crowd that like, I'm a, I got an, I got an uppercut you, man. I uppercutted this guy so hard. And then all, all hell breaks loose, dude. I mean, chairs are flying. People are getting yanked out of their chairs. All the wrestlers from around the ring are literally going to these guys. Two of them tried to leave and run out the door, but ended up getting drugged back in. And, uh, I mean, they, dude, it got so crazy. We call it the St. Paul's riot because that's how, I, I mean, there's people, there's chairs flying, ladies getting tossed out of their chairs. And it ultimately ended up, we got them out of there and they, they tried to like leave and, and run like as far as like getting in their car and leaving and the police were there. So they ended up like chasing and ended up pulling them over and arresting them. But it was the most insane night I've ever had whenever things got real. Now there's other things that have happened uh, recently with uh, AML, 
that were along the same lines. And I'm sure I can talk about it now, but this is when I was champion. Um, I was wrestling. It was actually the last day I was champion. I was wrestling Caleb Conley uh, in Winston-Salem in the fairgrounds. And uh, it was a packed house. We had a bunch of people there. And um, there, there was a spot where we went to the outside of the match. And me and Caleb Conley are going literally up into the rafters and the stands and we're fighting all over the place because it got changed to a no DQ match. And um, whenever I come back with him, you know, back to the, to where the ring is, I see George on the ground, George South on the floor, mind you. So in my mind, I'm like, and there's a dude on top of him. Like he's got a guy with him locked up, like on the floor. And I'm like, well, we didn't call that. Like, what is this? So immediately I got rid of Caleb, you know, cause he's a little kid. Um, I threw him and got rid of him and I perceive, I went over there and knocked this kid's block off. Like who in the heck are you? And like, they were trying to get rid of him, but I had to get my hands on him. Cause you ain't listen. There's one thing that you ain't going to do in this business. And that's get on George. But then I found out that literally right before that happened, before I came back with Caleb into the ring area, um, that this guy, whenever we left the ring and went to the raft or to the stands that he, he was drunk, you know, cause they were serving alcohol there and he ran into the ring and jumped in the ring and started doing this number. And George is my manager at the time. So he sees him and like slides in the ring to go after this guy. And the dude jumps out of the ropes and George follows him. I'm talking about suicide dive style through the ropes and tackles this guy, dude. No joke. You'll never find the footage because it never happened. But he tackled this guy to the point where they're on the ground. And mind you, this is right when I walk over with Caleb. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And man, let me tell you, there was some wrestlers there that had the fear of God in this kid. Like he was so scared because I had already knocked his block off whenever he was coming down. But then he was trying to be like, I'll leave, I'll leave. And they're like, no, 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 you're getting you're leaving in cuffs, brother. Like it ain't going down like that. But man, there's so many stories like that. It's it's, Dude, it's that's awesome, man. Believe it. So let's uh let's get into these questions. I'm gonna let Angel take it away here. I've been yapping awesome. a lot. Yeah, here. sorry, Angel. I don't mean to nah. hey no worries, no worries. Oh my goodness, of course my computer would decide to freeze like right now. <laughs> sorry, Too much heat, baby. Fast. So the first question I want to ask you is what is your go-to place to eat mm. while you're traveling? Well, normally we don't get the chance to sit down and eat. So I would have to say a sheets probably is probably the, you know, unless you want to go to McDonald's or something or somewhere fast food like that. Um, a sheets always has like, at least they cook it right when you get it, yeah. <laughs> right when you order it kind of thing. And they have every type of energy drink slash coffee you could ask for. And they got fruit and stuff like that, which is good. So I probably, I'd probably have to say sheets. Sheets is solid. We have one here and I love it. So yeah, good answer. The next question is actually a two-part question. Who was your first favorite wrestler? And who is your current favorite wrestler? Oh, man. Um, well, my first favorite wrestler, if we're being 100% honest, would probably be 
from just looks alone, probably Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Now, he's horrible. Don't get me wrong. He's terrible. But as far as looks alone, that's what kind of grabbed us as kids. You know him, mm -hmm. Macho Man, those types of – you ask my brother. I already know what my brother's answer, so I'll save it for whenever he's going to be on here. <laughs> um, but I would probably say, yeah, Macho Man, Macho Man Randy Savage. And nowadays, wrestler, hmm, if I'm being unbiased, I think we already know – who my favorite is if I'm being biased. Um, man, I have got to give it to Roman. Roman Reigns right now, dude. He, because I've never been a real, you know, athletic type of guy. I've tried to do the Samoa Joe stuff whenever he came out because all the big guys were trying to dive and all that stuff. But I learned that I need to stay on the ground real quick. Uh, so as far as, <laughs> as far as I've, I've gravitated towards the guys that put the work in and this whole bloodline stuff and the way that Roman came back and his attitude change is, I mean, light years ahead of, in my opinion, he, him and the whole bloodline stuff. And it, to me, it's elevated everybody that's involved. Anybody he's wrestled, anybody that's part of that group is literally, I mean, look at Solo. He came in from NXT. He was just doing promos, and now he's, you know, headlining pay-per-views. It's insane. Yeah. All because of Roman, in my opinion. I got you, yeah. man. No, that's I a agree. good one. I agree. Yeah. That's a good one. And, yeah, I'd say, yeah, Roman is definitely, like, the bloodline the whole bloodline story. I'm just enthralled by the whole thing. Me too. I watched that two hour video on YouTube where they're like, let me explain from start to finish. And it goes through every little highlight of the matches. And I was like hooked watching it, you know, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's great stuff. What made you decide to pursue wrestling as a career? Mm. Man, the love of it. Like ever since we were kids, we were born in California um, and watched Saturday morning. And from being kids, we're like, oh, man, this is what we want to do. And then when we moved to North Carolina and, you know, went through the whole, you know, wrestling isn't cool stage. And let's be, you know, because we want people to like us, let's not act like we like wrestling, that whole deal. Uh, <laughs> but then I found friends in school that, you know, liked it. So it, it literally like reignited it and then from that moment on like it was like i gotta figure out how to do this you know i have to figure out because i had no idea that you can go get trained on a lower level until i was like man probably 17 mm. you know my, okay. my my brother knew this guy and and uh that he was that we went to school with and he knew these guys and clinton North Carolina, and it ended up being, you know, uh, our buddies we got trained with. But immediately when we knew that you can do it without having to get a job at one of these big companies, we're like, we have got to figure it out. So there was never a moment, I think, that it was like, hey, I want to do this. It was always like, we have to figure out how to get in here. Hence the reason I have this giant beard and crazy hair, because I've always wanted to be ready if they wanted somebody with split ends. I'm good. I got <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it, man. No, that's oh, awesome. Man. Last but not least, here's the hard question. Mm. If you could only watch one wrestling match for the rest of your life, what match would that be? A match you know that you could watch at any time and you'll never tire of it. 
Okay, so I was the one that I think I talked to you about. Thank you for telling me early so I could think. And I've been racking my brain for days. <laughs> and I think I have it, though. Okay. My favorite match. And I think it's the one that I can watch every single day. And I don't know the year and all that because I'm not Dax Harwood. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but it is, it is Ric Flair and Terry Funk I Quit match. Oh, where uh, Terry has the the grayish long tights with the black trunks over it, and Flair, I believe, has the blue. I'm pretty sure it was in Carolina. Man, I, I wish I had. See, I should have done the research and, and had dates like Dax. Man, I feel stupid now. But, no, I know the one that I'm talking about, and I'll shoot you the link to it, but it is the most intense insane like i quit like i thought these guys were really fighting every single time that i watched it and it's you can't you can't tell the difference i mean terry funk, i mean rick flair grabs terry funk by the throat at one point and he's yeah. gripping his uh, like esophagus dude like he's i mean i'm like these guys are really getting it right here but is that clash of champions Yes. 89. Yes. Yes. Uh, let me tell you, I put in Ric Flair, Terry Funk, and the third link said, I quit. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, I feel like I remember watching this. Dude. Yeah. If you watch it, it literally, I can't, I can't tell where the work is. Like, it's literally like, oh my God, these guys are fighting. They really don't like each other because, I mean, you got, you got Ric Flair, arguably the greatest of all time. You know, I'm a Flair guy. I've never met him because I've heard horror stories, and I'll I'll beat him up if he, you know. Um, <laughs> Terry, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that. Listen, all right. Yeah. I'll really beat you up, Ric Flair. Um, <laughs> and and Terry Funk has always been so, man, is he really doing it? Is he really hitting that guy? He's, to me, he's always been that guy where you can't tell where it starts and where it ends. And to be trained the way I was trained to be like super authentic. I love stuff like that, but that match, if I had to watch one match for the rest of my life, it would be that one. And there's a, yeah. there's a moment in that match where Gary Hart, uh, he's Terry Funk's manager in that match, him and flair, like go at it to where flair turns and like goes after him. Like he's, and Gary Hart isn't turning away. Like he's like, I'm going to fit you too. Like, so it, to the point, because you normally see managers, the bad guy managers, like they scour oh. off, yeah. And he's like, "I'll come at you too," you know what I mean? So I'm like, "Oh my god, is this real? Is this the one real wrestling match in history?" But yeah, yeah that, that makes it the best. Man, it's so good, and it's so good. Like when they're asking, you know, the other one, "Do you quit?" The guy's like, "You can, uh, no." Like you can hear it in his voice that he's really getting choked or whatever the case. Oh, but it's amazing. Great. It's a great match. Is there any other things you'd like to plug? Like any anything you got going on? Um, just my pro wrestling tees store, maybe you know, pro yeah. slash Dawson Shop. You yep. get you a great design like your host Dan uh has got on right now. And there's a bunch of designs. We got actually babyface design on there with uh me and Dave as little kids ripping yeah. apart toys on there it's pretty my cool. sister actually picked that one up you'll be seeing ah, that one in the next show yeah that's awesome i love it and we're definitely going to have some new stuff coming out with the, the you know the 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 change but we'll definitely have all those on there but you know just keep um looking all my social media is at zane dawson no matter what it is 
Yeah. Um, so just follow me on there and you'll, we'll, we'll get any type of info that you need, you know? Oh yeah, definitely, man. We'll put them all in the description for everyone to, to check out. We'll put the link to your pro wrestling tees, but yeah, your next event yeah. is June 25th in Greensboro, right? We're going to be oh, in yeah. Greensboro. Yep. 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 It's the last event in that venue. That venue is, is, is been there for, I don't even know how long, but they, it's a great venue for wrestling. Like the way the, the seats Slope, elevate and yeah. everything. It's, it's such a great venue, even though it's not necessarily as big as the other places, but it'll sound like a 15,000 seat arena when we're nice. in. It's, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. I'm it's for it, man. Yeah. I mean, there's still tickets available. Find yourself lucky and pick them up for sure. You, you won't be disappointed in an AML show. Yep. That's no doubt. Never. So, Never. all right, but I appreciate it. Yeah. You got anything, Angel, before we let him go? Nope. That's all. Thank you so much for being our first yeah. guest. This awesome. was a great time. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. This was such a great time. No, thank <laughs> you guys for having me. It was a blast. I appreciate it that you'd think of me to have me on first. And uh, Oh, yeah, man. You guys, I mean, you guys have always just been so awesome. Like I said, even as a heel, I was like, I love these guys. And, like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to, but right, right. As, as a fan, <laughs> as a fan of a different light, I see talent versus where you are at first, right? Like, it takes me a minute. I'm always like, man, I hate heels. But then when you look at them, you're like, dude, they do such good work. Yeah. And then, like, I that's what heels. that's what brings it around, right? Yeah. Heels have fun. That's, yeah, that's what that. I've been told. Heels have fun. So. <laughs> get to tell yeah. people to shut up and not get in trouble for it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, all right, but, yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you go, you know. Here's well, you so enjoy cool. the rest of your night, buddy. Hey, have thank a good you, guys. Take care. Have a good yep. one. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. <laughs>